0: Now that I'm retired, like, hunting's my fight. Like, that's my opponent. I mean, shoot, just because I'm the host of a hunting show doesn't mean I'm the greatest hunter, because I learn every day, every time I'm out there. I got some good ones you guys want to check out. My first season, I have uh, TJ Dillashaw, Chad Mendez, and Lorenzo from Go Hunt. You know, people come up to me like, hey, man, I'm glad you didn't crop out that shot. You you shanked that shot bad. Why did you show that? And I'm like, man, I'm real. I'm raw. I What you see is what you get. Justin Gaethje he is my co-host and he is fighting Edson Barbosa he's the number six fighter so it's gonna be a scrap sure would I love to be sleeping in my bed you know every night yeah but I'm out here because I love this thing called hunting hey guys this is Luke Adillo with Gladiators Unleashed and you are listening
1: to Living Country in the City Y'all ready for your dose of flyover state spirit? Straight from the concrete jungle? Well, put down your latte and pull on your boots. It's time for Living Country in the City. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability Chris trigger and is still a favorite for all types of shooters whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns log on to midwayusa.com fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home it's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever, and with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
2: Oh man! Well, here we go. We are here at the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo uh, in Salt Lake City, Utah. And uh, here, the giant hunting family reunion. Getting to see everyone. But I am here, so it is. It's Cadillo, correct? Because I wanted to get all like. Well, if you want to get real, if you want to
0: get real Hispanic, it's Cadillo. Cadillo, Cadillo. Yeah, but I grew up in Nebraska, so it's Cadillo. (laughs) 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 Yep. I was like, I was like, I'm like the white guy
2: that kind of knows some Spanish, so I gotta. (laughs) Cadillo. Yeah, it's uh,
0: it's Cadillo. Yep, Lucas Cadillo. Uh,
2: There you go. Oh man. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I'm here with Luke Cadillo of Gladiators Unleashed. How you doing, brother?
0: I've been good, man. It's it's always fun coming to the shows. You get to see all kinds of new you know, the people you see on Instagram and then meet up with them. And you know, it's just it's just fun because uh you know, you s you, you get to meet these companies that you've been working with, so it's just kinda like a good family reunion type deal, you know, like yeah. you said and uh, obviously, do podcasts with guys like you, and it's just fun, man. Like, um, you know, you, you follow them all year long, and, and you see like them grow, and you just keep going, you know. So, yeah. it, it, it's, uh, it's a good time. It's well, a good time.
2: And, and you never know, like, when you, I've said it a million times, like, you never know when you're meeting up with someone, like, that you just talked with on, on Instagram, whatever, for the past year and a half or yep. whatever it is. You're like, I don't know if I'm supposed to come up and, like, bro hug you right now, <laughs> or, like, is actually weird? just introduce myself. Correct. And then, like, there's people you've talked to for years. You don't even know their first name. You yep. just know them by, like, a a handle. The handle, yeah. Exactly. Um, and it's funny. I'm the worst person, man. Like, I – uh out of context, I'm the worst person at recognizing people. Oh, really? And so I have to do the whole, like, I think that's so-and-so. And, yep. like, I'll pull up their Instagram and pull up, like, a good photo of their face. And I'm going like, holding yeah. it up. I've yet to get <laughs> caught doing that. Yeah. I'm sure it'll happen. Well,
0: you know <laughs> – in my line of work, you know, I got punched in the head quite a bit. So <laughs> I, I'm great with faces, horrible with names. So that's I'm like, I'm like, hey, buddy, or, what's up, dude? I give them
2: nicknames, you know, what's so talk. Well, that's the best part about our our vernacular, right? Is uh, that's I think probably the first time I've ever actually used that word in yeah. a sense. Um, I, I was that's, like, damn, this
0: what kind of podcast yeah. is this?
2: <laughs> that's one of the coolest stories. Is like half of the time you can do that. You're like, what's up, brother? i yep. be like,
0: hey, buddy, pal. Yep. Yeah guy friend and then
2: he turns around and and i'm like what's his name what's his name (laughs) and half of the time you may know their name the other half you may not you know
0: (laughs) yeah it's all good though it's fun but yeah like there's been a few people here that i'm like man i know them how do i know them how do i know them and then they come over and talk to you and like it hits you you know and i'm like oh i get it you know but you know it's funny because with at the the hotel room before we came here to the expo this morning we saw paulie shore are you serious? Yeah. He was there, and he had his glasses on, and he's here for some, like, comedian deal. And um, we saw him. I'm like, dude, that's Paul Shore. And we're like, yay. We didn't want to do the whole, hey, man, take a picture yeah. with us. but Because he just didn't, he didn't want it. You know, he didn't want everybody to know he was here. <laughs> just start quoting
2: Biodome, Adam. Right.
0: <laughs> I was thinking, what was the other one? Uh, son-in-law. That's oh, right. Oh, jeez. Yeah, man. he had the chaps on, cheek chillers or whatever. <laughs> I was going to quote him on that, but it was good. Yeah. Oh, man. All right.
2: So I always like to kind of start. I would just give, give the fine folks listening a little bit of background about yourself. Just how did you get into hunting and the outdoors and
0: all this right. stuff, man? Um, so I was a professional fighter for 14 years, fought in the UFC, um, was doing that. And, you know, the fight life is very – it's a short window. And when I was getting out of it, I was like, man, what am I going to do? with um, the rest of my life.
2: Wait, so you mean it's not like a long-term career in your (laughs) 70s? No, definitely
0: not a 70s. The fight game is a short deal. I mean, that would
2: be an interesting fight to watch. Don't get me wrong, like the senior circuit.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. (laughs) There's days where I'm thinking, ah, I still got it. I can go in there. (laughs) And I'll go spar with the guys, and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm good now, you know. Um, But, you know, everybody asks me, like, do I miss it and everything? And I'm like, man, I'm around it every day because now I'm a coach. I coached some of the highest level fighters out there, um, you know, that are still competing in the UFC. And, you know, long story short, um I hooked up probably back in I don't know, early two thousand was maybe with uh Willie Schmidt with Pure Hunting. Okay. He I was his uh trainer at the time and he was like, Man, you should come on a show with me. We'll go let's go to Texas, shoot some pigs or whatever and I was like, Yeah, dude, I'm down. And little did I know, going on that trip made me want to do my own show of course i I came in as a guest thinking hey i can do this (laughs) all you got to do is just get a camera guy go hunting it's this is an (laughs) awesome gig right i get i can get paid by this well little did i know how hard it was to you know filming your show uh you know just everything you know just the money it cost to produce a show um, it's it, it, it was an eye-opener for me, but, you know, this is going on my third season now, and I'm in it to win it still, you know. I'm not I'm not quitting anytime soon. Um, it's just kind of like uh, I take it as fighting. Like when I was a young amateur or a young fighter, I had to go through the ranks, you know. I had to mm-hmm. put my time in and, you know, trying to get sponsors for the show. Um, it's just been a process, and you just got to keep chucking, you know. And that's what I'm doing. And, like, this year, it's it's kind of nice because we are building a brand now, you know, and, and also helps when you have great partners to help promote you too, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, it's been good, you know. I I can't complain. So that's how I kind of got in, you know, the outdoors deal. I mean, I always hunted as a kid. But I was like, how? what am I going to do after the fight game? And I wanted to do something that I want to enjoy the rest of my life. and Yeah. Hell, let's do it. Let's do um a TV show, and it's it's been a, it's had its ups and downs. But right now, I'm loving it. I had a I oh, yeah. I had a I had a one year where I was like, man, I don't know if I want to do this anymore, just because it wasn't, it w- I wasn't having fun with it f- anymore. And now I just said, screw it. I had to fire myself <laughs> and say, why am I doing this? It's because I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I love doing this. I love getting new guys out there in the woods to. uh for the first time, you know, and a lot of these guys, you know, you know, they're all fighters, so they need that protein, yeah, that so meat. Tell, tell us a little bit about the show. So the show, show is, you know, like I said, I was a former MMA fighter, and now I pretty much take other UFC fighters out, other gladiators. I also work with uh, Hero Sports, a bunch of veterans group, um, and to me, I think they're the real gladiators of today, you know. But, yeah, we go out, sometimes they're first-time hunters or sometimes they're seasoned hunters and um we go out and we make a we make a little uh film out of it and we throw it up and it's been it's been fun like you know we do a lot of we do a lot of archery uh hunting but this year I think we're going to step up the game and do some rifle hunts um success rate will be a lot easier you know (laughs) on that but yeah you know it's so that's what I do I I mean I got a co-host named Justin Gaethje He's number 7th in the world. Um, he's fighting the main event here uh, end of May or uh, March, March 30th. Um, yeah, so it, it's cool. It's, I got a lot of cool things happening. I was
2: so... I've, I've talked with Chad Mendez before. Great, yeah. And uh, I was really surprised after talking with him to find out how many MMA fighters hunt. Like, oh, yeah. Like avid hunters.
0: Yeah, man. It, it's crazy. Well, I mean, it, it kind of goes hand-in-hand. Like, I mean... Yeah like we're combat guys and we love you know being out there in the woods and it's tough and like you know chad and i we hooked up on my first season um we me and him and tj dillashaw went to new zealand with a thing with his uh fins and feathers and Mm -hmm. man that's been that was a trip that was that was a that was a crazy trip but man new zealand if you guys ever get a chance go do it man it's
2: You're, like, the third person that I've talked with this weekend or third or fourth person that's, like, been, like, yeah, man, I'm going to New Zealand. Or, man, yeah, New Zealand's the best. And it's, like, I already wanted to go. Yeah. But it's, like, man, I feel like this is a sign. Everybody's telling me to go to New Zealand on this podcast right now.
0: Yeah, it's crazy because, you know, I never thought, you know, I thought I was going to have to be, like, 50, 60 years old by the time I go to New Zealand because it's so expensive. But, you know, I just pulled the trigger and I said, you know what, if I don't do it now, I never will. Well, and that's that's a, that's funny enough, that's what I thought about elk hunting when I
2: first, you know, I kind of didn't know what I was doing getting yep. into hunting. I would never even knew Western hunting was a thing. I thought it was just like what people did. Like you said, when they were in their 60s and 70s yep. and they can drop $75,000 for yep. some big guided thing. And uh, I just thought, like, people hunted deer out of tree stands yep. and that's how you did things. Yep. And that was hunting, right?
0: That was hunting, period. Yep.
2: I mean, and so, uh, you know, I tried doing some of that and... My girlfriend at the time was from Mississippi, and so, like, you know, that just reinforced that, and I went out and visited her family, and we sat in tree stands and froze our butts off, yep. and it was yep. awesome. It was a yep. blast. I had a great time. I still enjoy doing that. It's a different skill set, but then my buddy pretty much, uh, one of my coworkers, uh, my actual second podcast I ever did, um, he pretty much told me, he's like, uh, I... Speak of
0: the devil, this is his wife right ah, here. There it is. I was Hi. just talking about Sam Luke. Nice. I was just Good literally talking about. That was weird. Oh, but yeah,
2: speak of the devil. That's, That's crazy. funny. Um, but yeah, he was telling me basically. Um, well, why aren't you? Why aren't you hunting elk every year? And I'm like, because uh, I'm not rich and yeah. super experienced. He's like, no, dude, you can do this for like under a thousand bucks. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, you you got to invest in some gear and stuff like that, but you can do this. Yeah. And it, this was January and that September I was in the Elkwoods tearing both of my knees, but yep. I was in the Elkwoods. Yep.
0: And you were doing it though. That's good. Sweet.
2: It was, uh, yeah. And it, so it was very eye opening. And it, I mean, that conversation was what opened everything. Like it changed my life having that conversation and finding out and getting out into the woods and learning about hunting yep. it's life-changing man. yeah
0: i mean shoot just because i'm the host of a show of a hunting show doesn't mean i'm the greatest hunter because i learn every day every time i'm out there and you know me living in colorado you know i got that in my back door you know the elk and for me i'm really lucky you know i grew up in nebraska chasing whitetails but when i heard my first bugle i was hooked man i was hooked I was hooked. So, <laughs> yeah, I get it, man. It's a life changer, man. Uh, just, just getting out there is what, what's um, what I enjoyed the most, you know. And you know, especially for with archery though, man, elk hunting is so tough, dude. Oh yeah, and brutal on the body, you know. It's
2: you know you got to go where the elk are. That's the thing about archery. You can't you no, you, you got to shoot go. them from across that canyon.
0: No, no you got to go. <laughs> and to me, that's what I like about. it. I think that's what I love about it because it's like my fight now. Right, yeah. now that i'm retired, like hunting's my fight, like that's my opponent well, and I feel like i
2: it's it's an inspiration to stay in fighting shape too, yeah, yeah. like Very it's true. you know a lot of guys i I've met a lot of athletes, and they 've talked about it where it's like once they're done they're like it's a struggle man it's a struggle to like. Not feel like you just have let uh, yourself go because oh. you don't have that motivation anymore. Yeah,
0: it's de- and that's why I got out of the game because I was losing that drive, right? Like mm-hmm. I was like, man, my back hurts all the time. Like why? And I fought in the lightweight division, one fifty five, and now I'm about one ninety five. Two hundred. You're not yeah. one fifty five. Yeah. So <laughs> I, you know you get that, and you know I I love like I love where I am at right now, but when it comes to you know around September, I got to drop at least fifteen twenty pounds because. You know, hiking just is not easy.
2: I mean, that's extra weight you're carrying.
0: Yeah, not it's, even you don't ki- even think about it. Yeah, like. and you know when you can't, you got a load of, you know your your own gear in the backcountry, and let alone an out coming out. Like it's demanding on your body, you know. So I was I try wouldn't to know anything about shit. that. Yeah, <laughs> you will though. I promise, <laughs> you will, you will. So I'm telling you, it's it's um it's demanding and it. So I mean it, what's
2: some of the stuff you do during the during the year to get i mean you know not to, how do I uh, get co op the term but to get it to stay and get into elk shape like what 's your what are your goals for getting into the
0: you know a lot of it a lot of it is is I, I try to shoot all year long, right obviously, and I try to have my pack on all the time, you know so my shoulders feel it, my hips can feel that pack, and then eventually, when it starts to come you know hunting season, I start putting more weight in that pack you know. Um but you know I run, I run a gym back in Denver too so I'm always in the gym but it's not like I'm lifting weights all the time I'm actually you know kickboxing a lot sparring with the guys so I'm doing a lot of um that's a you lot know. of functional movement stuff it is.
2: which is really I was just talking with someone about uh, um about this earlier it's important you know, yeah, we're dudes. Yeah, we love to love to work the biceps, love yep. to work the Got tris, yeah. the chest. You yep. know all that stuff. The you you, you want to look pro- good. Yeah,
0: you want to look we'll good fill that shirt out. And that you know
2: you don't want to neglect that stuff because it's everything's going to help you. Every mu- you're putting yep. every muscle into use. Everything. Whether you're it happens, you know, you're pulling back your bow, you're lifting your pack. Uh, you know, after it's been loaded, you're uh, whatever you're doing, you're using every muscle. But let's face it, you're. You're going to need get a lot more out of functional exercises yeah. that, you know, Period. legs, back, yeah. uh, you core, know. The core, you
0: know. you got to use your core. Oh, my everything. gosh. And, you know, as much as I hate to do it, I have to do it, and I do it more going into it. I do a lot of more legs, a lot more hiking. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just putting my hunting boots to put them on, you know, so my feet get used to it. I mean, it's not like I'm doing, like, this big regimen to get ready, I mean, you just got to do it, you know? Yeah. And, like, when you're out there on the, in, the, in the high country, it's a mental thing, you know? To me, is like, man, do I want to quit or do I want to keep going? And there, don't get me wrong, there's times where I'm like, I miss my bed, I miss my wife, you know what I mean? Like, I want to go home. But you hear that bugle and you're like, ah, oh, oh, stop yeah. being a pussy and let's go.
2: <laughs> man, there's so many times, like, and it's not even necessarily like, ah, oh, I just want to go home. It's it's like you know I just want to chill in the tent today. Oh yeah. And it's like, well shoot man, if I'm coming out here, I better be, I better be, be, in be the out hills. there. I better be moving. Like none of this crap. Yep. And I'll admit, like I'll admit my failings. I'll be the first person to admit that. Yep. I've done it. There have been days where I have not had the mental strength to tell myself to get out there, and it's because I've been discouraged. I haven't seen crap, so I've already convinced myself there's nothing here. Why? Am I, what am I doing out here yep. anyways? I'm a failure. I'm, yep. I'm too stupid to understand I this. <laughs> I suck. Like, you know, I, I, I full on, like, that's something I struggle with yep. is like just that beating myself up yep. and letting that get to, you know, get in my head. And I'll admit there've been times where I'm just like, I can't, I don't got it today. Yep. And, you know, and. And there's a difference also between that and just you. Sometimes need a rest day, like oh, for you're, sure. when your body is completely failing you, and you know, yeah. whatever you're out for ten days, and you kind of just need a a rest day. But there's a difference between that and just talking yourself out of yeah. going out. Yeah,
0: and it and honestly, like I have the luxury of having a cameraman with me and maybe another guest, so it's kind of like man. There's some pressure there. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's kind of nice, though, like if we got to regroup and like, man, let's go. You get that pep talk from your buddy or your camera. Like, come on, dude. Let's go. Come on. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's go.
2: But... Well, it's a funny thing. I've noticed, like, you know, there will be times every so often, like I'll time lapse a workout or something, you know, it's just yeah, yeah. something to post up, whatever. If I'm doing something interesting, you know, like some functional stuff, I'll time lapse it and I'll, I'll post it up on Instagram. Yeah. And I've realized I go a lot harder... And I go a lot uh, when
0: the camera's on, right? A lot fewer breaks yep. when the
2: camera's on because yep. people are watching. I'm like, I need to like, I don't know, maybe I need to like hold myself accountable and like just film more stuff for that reason.
0: No, it, and it's, like, it's crazy because we have this saying like when we're in the gym and the UFC comes and films for us for like the countdown, you know, embedded, and we're like, oh god, they're going to be filming, <laughs> so he's going to go really hard today, you know. But it's it's funny when the you, bag off the yeah, wall, man. exactly. So like. Um, Seeing yourself will even motivate me like, God, dude, I need to lose some weight i 'm getting <laughs> fat, you know what I mean like so it 's good to film yourself and see you know what you are and how you look, and you know so it is definitely motivating when you do put the camera on yourself, oh yeah, especially when you know it's i mean it 's
2: motivating when it 's on you, and you 're just going to be the only one to see it yeah it 's just because you have to force yourself to expect, accept the fact that. Dude, I just sat there and read my phone for ten freaking minutes in the middle of a set. What am I doing? Yeah, um, yeah. You have exactly. to force to admit that. But when you know it's going to be seen by anyone else, yeah, you're going hard. Oh yeah, you're going. You're real going hard. hard.
0: You're making that chest pop out a little bit more. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's the truth, though, man. Like, filming has definitely changed the way that I approach things. Different now, like yep. hunting. Like, i To me, I think. As I started filming my series, I wanted to be, like, the superior hunter. (laughs) But I found out real fast that I'm not the superior (laughs) hunter. And it's more like, you know what? This is what I am. This is what I'm going to do. And, you know, if you don't like it, you you don't have to watch it, you know. And and that's kind of what I kind of went for. And the the success of that has been way better because, you know, people come up to me like, hey, man, I'm glad you didn't crop out that shot you 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 shanked that shot bad <laughs> why did you show that and i'm like man i'm real i'm raw i what you see is what you get i'm not trying to i'm not trying to is a kid turkey turkey call it right you there a turkey yeah. call or i'll call it or something yeah and uh you know and that's what i said i said man i'm i'm not sugarcoating anything what you see is what you get i'm a real hunter yeah when i miss a shot i'm gonna show
3: it you know To get fifty percent off.
2: So. now, and that's—I mean, I've talked about that a lot on the podcast because I, you know, I talk about my failures all the time. Mm-hmm. Podcast would be a lot shorter if I didn't. Um, right. Exactly. And uh, you know, so it's one thing I've talked about with a lot of people is we've talked about more people need to do that because new hunters coming in—that's—I yeah. feel like a big reason why we have so much trouble recruiting new hunters sometimes. Yeah, is. All we show are these grand successes and giant romantic hunts. And, you know, I'll admit, I fell for it a little bit. Like, you know, I fell in love with the idea of going out a backcountry elk hunt. And, you know, I probably should have done a few easier things. And a lot of the issue was, like, I dedicated everything from January to September to doing that elk hunt. Mm -hmm. I could have gone out on 10 different hunts before that just to get my feet wet, at least get some experience in the backcountry. But I didn't. And I fell prey to that. And then you think you have to be at that level or, and when you're not, you make those mistakes, you're ashamed of them. Yep. And I think, you know, if more people did that, more people showed themselves shanking a shot or even just talking through, like, you know, I talked through a a pig hunt I went on in Texas with uh, Jess Byers. And in that episode we went through and I was just wide open about, you know, I, I, Hit a pig, and we could not find it, yeah. and it just—I mean—and it's a pig. Like most people, are yeah. like whenever it's a pig, but yeah. I'm like that messed with me. That totally screwed with me. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if more people were open and honest about that, you know, it we'd have a lot better of a time recruiting hunter and with hunter longevity. Like yeah. I feel like people burn themselves out and stress themselves out so much.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not—it's not a cookie cutter. You know, hunting is will sh- throw you loops. Animals are crazy, right? Like, and like for instance, uh I had Justin out elk hunting for his first time in Colorado with his bow, and I've been scouting this area, and I know that there was elk in there, and I was like, "Screw it, I'm going to start calling." And next thing I know, on the other ridge, this bull, this five by five, comes out. It wasn't nothing huge, but it was Justin's first bull. I would have still shot it. I mean, I'm not yeah. a trophy hunter. And we called this bull in, and we put Justin down there with the camera guy, and this bull came right in. It was it was perfect. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be the <laughs> baddest episode ever, you know? And he shot he shot the uh, the elk at like 40 yards, and the elk was shaking its head. He was going down, and he went in the dark timber, and we heard it. We heard it crash, and we're giving high fives. I'm talking. I'm, I'm bragging like I'm the baddest elk caller ever, you know. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I just did that, you know. So it was like, and Justin's like, man, I can't believe that happened like that, you know. Well, like I said, I'm not the best hunter out there. I should have gave it. I should have let the elk overnight yeah. just die, and you know. But after I saw him shaking the head, we watched it on film, the shot placement, you thought he was dead on the spot. Oh man, I just we heard it crash. Well, we, we we gave it about an hour, hour and a half, and we went in there that night and we bumped it, and we never oh. found that uh, elk again. And Justin has, Justin said, "Man, I don't know, bow hunting's maybe not for me." He felt so bad because yeah. he couldn't recover that animal, and I just said, "Man, that's bow hunting. It is. I mean, even rifle hunting, you can you can do that, you know. And that's just hunting, and it sucks when it happens, but." We showed it, you know, to relate mm-hmm. to people like, hey, man, we're not perfect. Yeah. You know, this is what happens when you go out, you know.
2: You know, and it's lessons, and there's generally, you know, you can get intellectually, you know, you can get as much info as anyone. But there's only one way to really learn it, and that's to have it happen. Sure, exactly. And, you know, that's when you really internalize it and learn from it. Yep. Um,
0: Experience, man. Sometimes it's good experiences. Yeah. Sometimes it's bad experiences. You and know? I bet,
2: you know, every time now, you've waited a lot longer oh, for that thing to go down.
0: Like this year, like even when I shot my uh white tail, I knew I'd blasted it, passed through and everything. I was like, and my brother was with, with me. And I said, dude, I'm going to give it like two hours. He was like, yep. oh, no, no, no. You don't need to do that. Let's stand up there. I was like, I'm not bumping that baby. <laughs> I'm not chasing it all over this county.
2: It's like, what's an, what's an hour in the yeah, long? I you know. Mean, it's a little different if it's like 90 degrees out.
0: Yep, exactly. I'll
2: give you that. Then you might be a little more aggressive trying to find yep. an animal. But, yep. I mean, you know, you're hunting in fall. It's cool. Yep. What's an extra hour going to cost you? No,
0: nothing. And sure but, enough. But it can win you. Exactly, exactly. And sure enough, he was there. And, uh, you know, I've just I just been more cautious since that incident. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it happened, man. But that's why I was saying, like, we show everything, you know, the goods, the bads, the uglies, yeah. you know, and but it's been fun, you know, it's been fun filming and and um, it's frustrating at times, but that's honey, period. Oh yeah, you know? that's honey. So you know, you talked about you're still learning, you're always learning. We just talked
2: about one incident, one right there, lesson you learned, kind of the the crappy way, but mm-hmm. you learned it. Um, what it just Maybe looking at your time that you've been running the show, what are what are maybe some of the other uh, lessons you found yourself learning, ways you found yourself changed as a hunter?
0: Um, That's sounded well, really just, like yeah no it, it's it's in a in a perfect world. I've learned that I'm not the greatest hunter, <laughs> um, but also like I've learned to know the situation, not rush things. You know what I mean, like. Because with the camera guy next to you, you know, it's 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 hard enough when you're hunting a spot and a stock yourself, you know, trying to be quiet. Yeah. Making the wind right, let alone having another person behind you, making sure they got it on camera. Like, to me, I think being patient has been uh, something I've learned more of, you know. Like, I was always a run and gun kind of guy and, like, just did things, you know. Yeah. And now I just, it's camera first, you know. I got to make sure that the shot's there everything's there but uh i would definitely say i play the wind more now than i used to i was like ah i got this scent spray on i'm good you know let's go (laughs) let's go and sure enough busted stock you know how'd that work out for you yeah exactly you know and shoot i've only been shooting a bow now for five six years now and so i'm still learning on that whole deal um but i love it it's my drug you know and Like I said, I would probably have way more success if I brought out the rifle, but I love bow hunting. I do. I love bow hunting, and it's fun for me. I mean, in my backyard, I live up in the mountains, so I have a whole 3D range out there. I'm practicing all the time, you know? So it's just fun for me, and when it comes down to that moment of truth, I've learned that I'm not perfect, Yeah, I mess up. I still get buck fever. I get amped up when I make an awesome shot, and when I screw up, I still get mad. You know, and and that's what that and that's probably what I've learned more of is I'm only human. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm only human, and I'm still learning every day.
2: No, I mean it's like I said, we need more people to admit that Mm -hmm. they're not God's gift to hunting. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it'd be easy. It'd be. One thing, if I just showed nothing but highlight reels of me out there mm-hmm. doing kill shots or whatever. Um, but like I said, like, it's more of a story for me to show people. You can get going. It's more of a, a story for me to show, tell people, like, this is the way it is, you know, for sure. Like, hunting's well, not easy, and it's tough, you know. I mean, pretending to be uh, the biggest, baddest hunter in the world There's a lot of pressure
2: in that. I mean, you look at the state of outdoor TV now, and you look at these guys that, you know, when you're willing to just put everything out there and you're being like, look, I screw up. I make mistakes. You're able to put that out. When you have to be the the biggest, baddest, most perfect hunter, that starts putting a lot of pressure on you. That's when people start making unethical decisions. Yep. And for the sake of it's not about hunting anymore. Yeah. It's about
3: putting out a TV show.
2: Yep. And it's about the kill, and you'll do anything to get that. doesn't matter if it's legal or, I mean, it may be legal, but it may not be the most ethical, uh, and, whatever hey, it I, is.
0: I've been that guy. I have tried to do it, and um, I have tried to do whatever it takes to get that shot on camera. And, you know, realistically, that's not what hunting is about. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's why I said, that's why I, I have filmed episodes where I haven't been successful, but... We've had the great time being out there, and that's what I show. And the most common hunter can relate to that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they enjoy seeing that because this guy runs a TV show, and he's just like me. Yeah. I you mean,
2: know? everyone. Don't get me wrong. Like one of my favorite things to watch is Born and Raised Outdoors on, yep. on their YouTube. Yep. Is they've got this like it's like this ten-minute-long clip or whatever, and it's just like the best kill shot or something yeah, like I'll kill shots. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'll pull that up and I'll just be like, oh, yeah, it's oh, awesome. Like you right? pump the music. Yeah. Running. But, you know what, that's that's exciting and it gets people pumped and excited, but it's not relatable for everyone, especially yep. someone like me, where, yeah, I'll get super pumped about that, but then I'm like, what good does that do me? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I see somebody that, like, that loses an animal and gets a little worked up and bummed out about it. Yeah. You can relate to that. I can super relate to that, and I'm going to start connecting with that person more i'm going to start watching more listening more whatever it is and i mean so it's being honest is i mean even aside from the fact that it's just the ethical thing to do it's just yeah. beneficial for you as a yep. as a tv show host
0: yeah i mean i i've always been the guy you can ask my wife I, what you see is what you get is what yeah. i've always told my wife and like now as a tv host like that's the same thing I, how i'm running my show is what you see is what you get and you know, I'm, sometimes I'm, it's not the uh, greatest episode, but it's real. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. And um, that's what I'm going to continue doing. Heck yeah, man. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. See Mint Mobile for details. Uh, so,
2: how many, uh, I guess, seasons, episodes? Uh, what are we at now for the so show? So,
0: right now, we are airing right now uh, season two. We We're on. We filmed season three already. And something I'm thinking about doing now is, like, actually talking to my partners now, you know, like Cryptech, um, you know, Kafaro and all them is, like, we're doing, um, we might move to a lot more short film stories, mm-hmm. short films, uh, Instead of, like, just episodes. So once I do um, an adventure or a hunt or whatever, I'm going to just air it right away. Yeah. Instead of just doing seasons, you know. Um, I think uh, people will enjoy that more, like, throwing that up right away on our website. We have our own media player now on our website, so we just throw on content on there instead of waiting for the whole season to come out. So I'm going to talk to them, see if that's something they want me to do more of um, instead of – episodes, you know. Mm-hmm. I try to do anywhere from, you know, 6 to 8 different episodes a year, you know. Um they're anywhere from, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, you know. Um I've I've found out that shorter episodes do really well because people don't want to sit there and watch a 20-minute video, yeah. you know, of me hiking around the woods, you know. So shorter's been better, a little cheaper for me on the budget you know as
2: that, as without a uh, doubt yeah
0: so um that part's been good um but yeah i'm, I'm you know i'm excited i get to go to, uh this spring to british columbia uh with aaron snyder and frank so we're gonna go shoot spring that's bears. Just trouble right there oh yeah it's gonna that be just trouble right like there. like i i was on their podcast and i came out with the word called epical epical and uh that hunt's gonna be epical epical there we go yeah. Oh man,
2: yeah, that podcast I did with them was trouble. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: those guys are fun, man. I enjoy them. I'm, I'm very lucky and and proud that I have them as a partner, but more as you know, just good friends. Like you know, I, it's nice getting a call from Aaron. You know, I just got one today from him. He goes, "Hey, how's the show treating you? And people cool." And I was like, "Yeah, man, you really should be out here. Everybody's asking about you." <laughs> you know, so it 's good like I enjoy those guys, so i 'm looking forward to that i 'm going to make that one into a short film nice, so that 'll be a um, a pretty bad son, i think i'm excited oh, yeah. well man, so tell me about uh about some of
2: maybe the uh, the episodes that have stuck out to you I mean some of the the cool stories what should what should people
0: check out? you know uh, I mean, I have a lot of variety of different episodes out there, um, like I said, I got some good episodes with some great kills, and then I got some episodes out there that i 've you know Eight tag soup, you know. Um so I got some good ones. You guys wanna check out my first season I have uh my New Zealand hunt out there with T J Dillashaw, Chad Mendez, and Lorenzo from Go Hunt. They're all out there. Um that's a crew right there. Yeah, man. it was a good time, good camp. Uh it was definitely um one of my I would say better trips, uh, just because when you got those guys in camp it's just a good time, you know, and and the the story we all tagged out and it was a good time and it was frustrating for me because i've blown a few shots but that's <laughs> normal right that's normal <laughs> and i finally got it done the last day um but yeah that one's a good one uh check that one out that one's on youtube you can actually check that one on youtube okay or my website um but yeah it's just there's that and i got you know and that's obviously an expensive hunt but we also do affordable hunts you know Turkey hunting in, in Nebraska has been good, and that's affordable. Anybody can do that. To, you know, we've been to Hell's Canyon on a bear hunt there. Um, Nebraska whitetail, Colorado muley. Um, you know, I, I I try to do relate more of hunts that people can afford mm-hmm. because, one, I can afford it, and... <laughs> you know it's a lot less overhead right there exactly you know so um you know especially like if i'm bringing a guest i gotta buy another tag for them Mm -hmm. you know out-of-state tags are expensive so i try to keep everything you know affordable for me and um you know the old budget you know unless any of you guys out there listening to this podcast you guys want to (laughs) sponsor gladiators come on in let's do this but yeah so i would say just check out the channel you know give us a like and Give us a follow, you know. We're we're uh, we're always growing. we every day we're growing, so it's it's yeah. cool, you know. It's fun. All right, man. So if people
2: want to find Gladiators Unleashed on the internet, Correct. where are they headed?
0: Just go to www.gladiatorsunleashed.com. Check us out on the IG, Facebook. We're I mean, just I Gladiators mean, Unleashed yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, you can watch us. Uh, on ESPN now, we're in the UFC, you know. So it's just, I got a bunch of fighters fighting there. Justin Gaethje, I mean, we're we're uh, we're planning on taking over the world.
2: There you go, man. Yeah. So who uh who should we keep who should we keep an eye on uh, for the fights coming up?
0: Well, this next one is uh, Justin Gaethje. He is my co-host, like I said. He is the main event coming up. In Philadelphia, March 30th, and he is fighting Edson Barbosa. He's the number six fighter, so it's going to be a scrap. Nice. And, you know, if you ever watch Justin fight, it, he he's never a dull moment. He brings it 110%. And I tell you what, like, the guy's the most entertaining fighter out there today in the UFC. In the UFC. You know, he wins this fight. We're looking at Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz, uh, just a bunch of different... Uh, I mean big things happen nice. for him. He gets that big money. Um so it's good for him.
2: That's awesome, man. Alright man, so so out of all all these fighters you take out, who's the biggest wuss
0: in the backcountry? Oh, I'm gonna have to even say Justin's probably the biggest wuss <laughs> in there. <laughs> yeah, he's the most violent guy uh in the cage, but when it comes to the backcountry he's like, What? I gotta sleep on the floor. <laughs> he's the, he's oh, used man, to those, the Yeah, he's used to those silk sheets, you know. Yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, definitely him um, you know, and that's one thing I've learned about filming, you know, is you know, some of these guys, you know, they that's the problem. They've seen it on TV and they're like, "Oh, this is awesome. I can do that." Yeah. Well, they find out that it's not
2: in a in a 20-minute, you know, 25-minute episode, half an hour episode, whatever, uh, covering a a 10-day hunt, you only get a small show. sliver and it's usually the cool stuff.
0: Yeah, that's it. It's, it's period. not the
2: uh not the, holy crap, it's cold. Yeah. Why can't we get the stove started? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> They're all like, oh, my God, dude, this is freezing out here. What the hell, you know? like it's, And I'm like, bro, I told you it's going to be tough. <laughs> like, it ain't easy. Like, everybody tells me, oh, man, you got the best job out there. You get to go out and hunt and film. I'm like, go out there. Just come on out here with me all the time. Because <laughs> it ain't, I mean, it's fun. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But when it's all said and done with, it's hard still. Oh, yeah. And sure, would I like to be standing in my sleeping in my bed, you know, every night? Yeah, but I'm out here because I love this thing called hunting, you know. There you go, man. But, yeah, I would definitely say uh, Justin is probably the biggest puss <laughs> when it comes to the outdoors. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, so if people wanted
2: to follow you specifically, check out what you're doing. Where can yeah. they find you?
0: Yeah, so you, um, on my Instagram, it's just littlehawk155. Um you know, you'll start seeing a little me and my family, my li- my little daughter. But I show a lot of the fight game stuff there, uh, you know, what fighters I got coming up. Like, tomorrow morning, I got to leave out of here to get home because I have a, a, a pro boxer that I coach. Uh, mm-hmm. She's fighting uh, tomorrow night, so I got to get back to coach her. Um, so I do a lot more of that on that page, you know, like more of the fight game stuff on that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, check it out. If you like the MMA world, yep, I'm your man. <laughs> There you go, man. You're like,
2: you're making me want to get back. I did Muay Thai for a while. Yeah, yeah and see, there you go. I figured it's a perfect sport for me because I'm built like a 14-year-old yeah. Thai kid. Yep, uh, <laughs> for real.
0: But they're vicious. Those kicks, you oh, start yeah. learning how to kick,
2: you're a bad dude. Oh, man, but, man, I, I want to get back to it. But, yeah, awesome, man. So I always like to end the show with just maybe, uh, you know, say somebody watched, a, watched an episode or whatever that is or even just, you know, came up to you and was like, hey, man, you know, I... I really want to get into this hunting stuff, um, you know, I really want to start getting into the outdoors and, and, and learning all this, but I don't know, you know, I don't have the resources, I don't have the background in it, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. What maybe encouragement or words of wisdom would you give that person?
0: You know, honestly, like, it doesn't matter if you're going to do a rifle or bow. Um, what I did is when I got in the rifle, or, uh, to the bow game, I obviously went to my local archery shop, picked their brain, Admit it that you're a new a newbie, yeah. You know, and just take in all that knowledge that people tell you. You know what I mean? You're gonna miss. You're gonna have failure. You might not even see an animal. Um, but just try to do research and ask questions. You know, those seasoned uh, hunters that you look up to, or whatever. You hear a podcast, and you know that you know somebody's on there that's been pretty experienced in the outdoor world. You know, listen to them. Because I'm telling you, they started out just like you as yeah. a newbie, and then they paid that road. You know, um, that experience pays off. You know, it's something to learn from. So I would just say, go down to your local shop, archery shop. You know, um, ask questions. You know, don't not be afraid to ask questions. Like I said, you know, just me. Just because I'm a TV host doesn't mean I'm not asking questions. Still, I'm yeah. I'm learning every day. I'm not the most skilled hunter. Y'all can watch that. I'm definitely not fat. <laughs> but I definitely ask questions. You know, I'm learning. Um, I'll admit it. You know, I'd rather um, find out than learn in the hard way, you know. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well,
2: thanks for taking the time.
0: Sit yeah, down. Man, it was I a good chat. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And uh, I can't uh, wait to hear this one. I hope you all enjoy it. Um, I look <laughs> forward to it. And um, I'm hopefully I see you in Colorado again here soon.
2: Heck, yeah. All right, y'all, that'll do it for episode 95 of Living Country in the City. A huge thank you to Luke for taking time out of his day during the expo to sit down and chat with me. Make sure y'all check out the show notes page at com slash 95. Get notes on everything we talked about today and all the links. Thank you all for listening, and until next time, keep it country, y'all.
1: Thank you all for listening to Living Country in the City. Get show notes and check
3: out the blog, product reviews, events, and more at livingcountryinthecity.com.